No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. You've probably already heard that NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts. Turns out it's true! GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices of up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Guys, I'm scrolling through the app right now, and there is a lot of stuff you can buy in this thing. You got Raptors, Leafs, Marley's, WWE, Monster Jam, Tool, The Jonas Brothers, Cats, Disney on Ice, <laughs> Sasha Sloan, who? <laughs> Jeff Dunham, the Harlem Globetrotters. They have everything. But hey, Lee, you know what they don't have? What's that? Not one single dance. <laughs> anyway, head to the App Store or Play Store now to download Game Time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Unless you want to go to a dance, in which case you should probably just buy tickets from the school or social club or church or whoever's holding the dance. He was just squeezing the juice out of that lemon. What did I call it? A grape? A grapefruit? Okay, folks. Politically correct. I did say grapefruit. Steven Adams squeezing the juice out of that grapefruit. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hi. Hi, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey-o. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, just watching Crocodile Dundee clips, Lee Ellis. G'day. G'day, G'day mate. <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen live from his parents' house in beautiful Bowmanville, Ontario, it's JD. How's it going, eh? Hey, what's up? Hey, JD, guys. Follow us on social media, Twitter, and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nodunksinc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. And email your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're going to be stepping on the beach a little later today. Sweet. It's cold here in Atlanta. I think you had, like, record-shattering cold temperatures in Toronto and the Bowmanville area, (laughs) J.D. Um, Yeah, so we got to stay warm. We got to hit the beach to read your tweets and your emails, and we're going to do that later today. So keep your eyes and your ears on our podcast feed. All right, guys, entertaining night. In the NBA on Tuesday, Joel Embiid, game-winning dunk Ooh. versus the Cavs. Uh, Kobe White catching fire, turning into Nate Robinson uh, for the Bulls. Incredible performance. That was from amazing. Kobe. Uh, we had Ice Trey and his Hawks winning Woe Boys and games in the Mile High City. We got a lot more that we will sprinkle in, I'm sure, throughout this show. But we are starting today by looking at a few teams maybe in some trouble. All right, NBA season's young. But there are, there are a number of teams who have, have cause to be concerned about maybe their immediate future right now. Some teams, yes, they shake off that, that early season rust. Others, though, they just never break out of that funk. And you've got to, you settle in for a long winter of disappointment. <laughs> so if you're a fan or maybe more importantly a GM of a slow starting team, the question is, do you press the panic button now or do you chill? So that's what we're doing. going to go through a couple of teams. If you guys are ready to press the panic button... Reach into the middle of the table right there. Press that big old red button. Big button. And, and sound off. If not, you know, we'll chill. We'll talk it out. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, settle some of the fans of these teams' minds a little bit. All right, so first team. Let's start with the Knicks. All right, they lost for the sixth time in seven games last night to Kobe White and the Bulls. It was New York's first game since team president Steve Mills and general manager Scott Perry expressed concern about the Knicks' level of play following that embarrassing loss to the Cavs over the weekend. New York's 2-9. and nine. Tied for the worst record in the league with Golden State Warriors, which is wild, <laughs> wild to yeah, say. Yeah. But with the Knicks, is it time to panic? No. And anyone like to press the button? Anyone want to press the button? Well, I, I mean, if you're going to talk you specifically about David Fizdow, I would press the button. Oh. Because I think he's in real trouble. Wow, um, are you getting this straight from the Knicks front office? <laughs> no, no, I haven't so got you're, a you're, you're pressing the button. I'm pressing the for button the, for, for As All far right. as the Knicks, no, because I don't think anyone outside of the organization was expecting much more than this. No. Maybe like a win t- or two here. 20, Certainly, 25 wins, yeah, tops. I yeah. mean, they've been destroyed in a lot of games, which is not great. But I, I think the reason why I'm... I'm I'm worried for Fisdale is they have the Mavericks in New York tomorrow night, Thursday night. Ooh. Then they have Charlotte and Cleveland also at home. 
If they don't win at least two of those games, then I think Fizdale's gone. Wow. I, I think. Trey, Trey thought he may not survive the day here after uh, losing to the Bulls. Well, everything you read, it sounds like the the Knicks front office is laying the groundwork for Fizdale to be gone. Maybe you're right, Lee. I, we haven't seen much about, uh, about Fizdale's job status yet considering they just had a huge fourth quarter meltdown with a rookie going off against them. Uh, I guess maybe the fact that it was on the road is beneficial for Fizdale, but personally I'm hitting the popcorn button because I love watching the Knicks meltdown. <laughs> Skeets, you're always saying the league is so much better when the Knicks are good. How do you even remember? How do you even yeah. remember? It's been 20 years since the Knicks uh, were good. No, no, there's, there's, there was like that like one. Uh, like what Kevin Durant says. They're the not Knicks, cool. The Knicks aren't good. Yeah, they haven't that, been good for a that, long time. Nah, there was that one year with Mello where they were in the playoffs. Yeah, they did. And then Amari Stoudemire punched a piece of glass yeah. and broke his hand. Even when the Knicks are good, they're still bad. And it's delicious. I'm drinking it in. <laughs> you're not worried, though, because you're like, what's the big deal? This is what they were always They should be, be happy. Fans should be happy. R.J. Barrett looks good. Otherwise, they're made up of a team that didn't, guys that didn't really work out in their situations. So now that they've assembled a bunch of them, and yeah, they tried to prop them up with some veterans to make them a decent team, but all those veterans play power forward. So yeah, they're 2-9. and nine. You should be happy that they didn't sign guys to long-term deals that didn't work out in other places. Those guys like mm-hmm. Alfred Payton and even Julius Randle or you know guys that... Obviously, weren't working out like Dennis Smith, uh, and and then you that would be a Knicks thing. That would be a very Knicks thing to do to just assemble a bunch of those guys. So they're two and nine. R.J. Barrett, the guy, the only top five pick they have on their roster, is playing fine. So I wouldn't panic. Yeah, if you're David Fisdale, of course, and that's unfortunate. Uh, and it's unfortunate on Sunday that their front office came out and did something very rare for a, a front office to do. And it sure seems like James Dolan's fingerprints are on that yeah and maybe that bleeds down to david fisdale and that he gets axed and doesn't actually get time to fix this thing but it's a nixie thing to stink but it's it's all it's a it's a nixie thing to be also to to have their future mortgage and right now it's not yeah and it's yeah it's just going to be a terrible year you're saying at least they didn't sign uh, you know jerome james to a big contract or something like that at least those deals that they did sign with all their power forwards is not you know weighing all them one down year for deals. the future. Uh, well, outside of Randall, yeah, who, has, of who Randall. has not looked, who's not looked great this season. He's not a number he's one option on a team. He's, right. he, I don't think he's that caliber of player. And uh, yeah, he's not. He seems sort of always confused. He's always sort of seems to make the wrong decision, whether he should be driving or stepping back and ha- taking a mid ranger. I'm not sure. I just don't have a lot of faith in him as the best option on that team. Thank, thank God for Kobe White last night. Because I was watching a good chunk of this game. You know, uh, yes, it was our pick em payoff mm-hmm. game. We'll get to the results. You obviously know who, uh, who won the game and then who's lost the uh, pick em pick. But uh, I'm watching it going, what am I doing? Why am I watching this <laughs> Bulls-Knicks game? It was pretty ugly. It's a tight times. game, man. Well, it was, yeah, it was <laughs> tight. Uh, but then it was great. I'm glad I stuck with it with uh, Kobe White catching fire and, and, and raining the threes. And it was cool with Coach Roy Williams in the audience as well. Smiling it yeah, up. Looking, looking like Jay Skeets walking into the studio after the Raptors won the championship. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a cool night. I do feel like anytime I watch a Bulls game and I'm watching the Bulls broadcast afterwards, I just want to put the word funk at the end of every sentence. I'm like, man, that was a great game, huh? Funk. Because that's what Stacey King does to Neil Funk. Another three by Kobe White. Funk. <laughs> We're making a great podcast here. Funk. So I don't know. Maybe that'll be my 2020 resolution. More funk. Stacey King. It always uh, shocks me when I see it. What a large man. He is a big guy. Stacey King, for sure. <laughs> Watch the gout, bro. <laughs> He's just a big dude. I think especially beside Funk, too. Just a tiny little dude. That's right, Funk. But that was uh, quite a show there from Kobe White. All right. So uh, you're, you're concerned about Fisdale. You said make it to or winning two of these next three games with some of those teams being the Hornets and Cavs. Mm. What happens Thursday night, let's say Porzingis catches fire, has a monster game, and the Knicks you know, get hammered by the Mavs in MSG? Well, that, that could be a catalyst for you could see the overreaction or yeah. maybe it wouldn't be at that point. If they got, if they got beat by 25-30, will Fisdale survive that? He will even get to the Cavs. Yeah, runners. I mean, you know those fans are now so impatient as well. If the Knicks even oh. get down 10... You can see there'll be some booing and there'll for be some sure. fire Fisdale chants coming for sure. And the fact that the Mavs got beaten at home by this Knicks team only on Friday night, yeah. you figure they're coming in like, all right, let's get revenge here. Let's, sure. let's get this one back. So it's definitely going to be tough. But let's say it is a close game or, or you know, the Knicks pull, it, pull off the win or it's close. But again, Cleveland's playing pretty well. 
right now. Oh, yeah. Charlotte's... They're scrappy. I mean, they're, they're certainly no easy beats over, by no. And that's the thing. So if the Knicks lose a couple more games and these... Fizdale's probably wishing they were on the road for five games, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> because yeah. then he's not at least exposed to the, the home fans there. But, uh, yeah, if they... If they lose, you know, they lose to the Knicks and then they, they lose one of those other two games, I think he's I think he's gone. All right, pressing the panic button, at least when it comes to Fizdale. Next team, guys, according to our own Sham Sharanya, Rockets guard Eric Gordon is expected to undergo surgery on his knee and may miss up to six weeks of action. Uh, James Harden has turned it on as of late. Records very respectable for the Rockets, 7-3. and three. But with the Eric Gordon injury, some sluggish performances, is anyone ready to hit the panic button? on the Houston Rockets season, especially when you consider their expectations. Anybody reaching for that big old red button? I'm going to hit a mild panic button. Ooh, a little, Just a little, a little tap tap. Because Eric Gordon hasn't been great to start the season. It's been a slow start. He's at about 30% from the field. Maybe that is because he's been having knee problems. The explosion's not there. So yeah. perhaps this gives him a chance to get his legs under him and feel a little bit better. But it also means he's going to be starting over in the middle of the season. So if he has another slow start after he comes back from surgery, that's bad news for the Rockets. The key, though, for them is that he's healthy in time for the playoffs. The team is going to make the playoffs. If they have any sort of hope of advancing and contending for a title, they got to have their six good players healthy and playing well. So it could be bad news, but I think they'll be fine with Eric Gordon out. I think that, you know, Daniel House will be able to fill a little bit of his role. Maybe Austin Rivers takes on a bigger role. We've seen Harden is balling right now. So the points I'm not super worried about, but the key is getting Eric Gordon playing like Eric Gordon, because he hasn't so far this season. If the knee surgery helps, that's good. If it sets him back even further, even worse. Yeah, their bench was giving them nothing anyway, so I think it's just going to be James Harden shooting and scoring more. He's going to try and average 40 points uh, per I game. I mean, he might. He might actually do it. He's, I think he's at 37 right oh, now. Yeah. Um, and so not a whole lot has really changed from last season to this season. Um, Harden is capable of just going on these crazy runs where they, they win games. It might be 140 to 138, but the Rockets are okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big blow, even though, as Trey mentioned, he, he was struggling so far this season. He had one decent game there. but uh, it was his, Oddly enough, it was his last game. Yes. I would say it was his best game of the season yeah. versus the Pelicans, where he hit some, you know, shot 6 of 11, hit some threes. Yep. Um, but, and here's the weird thing. Mike D'Antoni said yesterday, he said about Eric Gordon that it's been bothering him from, like, the middle of last year, this knee. So, you know, and Tony said, I think he's probably relieved that he can clean it up, get it going, get him back stronger than ever. You do wonder, like, how serious was it? Why didn't he have any sort of, why didn't they address it during the offseason? And they signed him to a four-year, yeah. $80 million yeah. deal in the offseason. So maybe so. just made it worse, obviously, playing mm. here. But he was, he's been struggling is putting it kindly. I mean, Trey said it, 31% from the floor, brutal from the free throw line, even when he does get there, 28% from three is averaging like 11 points per game. He was, uh, he's, it's like not even going to be that. They're not really going to miss him because he's right. been that poor uh, of a player so far. But they, you're right. If they're going to go far in the playoffs, you're going to need Eric Gordon stretching the floor a little bit and giving you a, and being one of your better players, right? He has been terrible. Uh, <laughs> but last year they were so desperate for guys to play. He was starting the, the last half of the yeah. season. But now he's in his perfect bench role until this injury because they actually found a guy in Daniel House who can play. And 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 that's why I'm not. He's so got a worried. back injury too. Yeah, he's and he's banged up too. Yeah. yeah, so that's not good. Yeah, definitely not good. It's definitely not good for a team that basically mortgaged, you know, their depth uh, year in and year out. But I think it's better off than last year. And again, Eric Gordon has stunk. James Harden hasn't even played to his capabilities, and he's still scoring 37 points per game. And they've started. They've started seven and three last year. They started you know four and seven, right. and and still made a way. Found a way to win 53 games, I believe it was. And uh, they're still going to, they've, they're kind of in cohesion. You know, this is a team that their offense looks great, actually, which is nuts with Russell Westbrook. Uh, It's working and they'll decide to pick up the defense when they want. But yes, Eric Gordon is needed for their final five. When it comes down to the last six minutes of a fourth quarter, it's going to be Westbrook and Harden. Tucker and Gordon on, you know, in the, in the three, four spot and uh, Clint Capella. But right now, uh, this, uh, these guys have to play a lot of minutes, though. Mm-hmm. It's year in yeah, and year that's, out. That's it's the exact, exact same thing. They, mean, they found some with some minutes with Tabo Cephalosha coming off the bench, uh, a few for Tyson Chandler, Austin Rivers. Yeah. The same thing every year. Ben, and Ben McLemore is part of the rotation as well. But, yeah, um, now with the Eric Gordon injury, of course, out six weeks, uh, did we ever get an update on Gerald Green? He's likely out for the season, right? Mm-hmm. With I'm pretty sure they injury. said he's gone. So yeah. they won't have him. Um, but it's not worse than last year. It's not. Yeah, it, it is. And weird. they could have knocked off the Warriors if 
if they were a little bit better, you shouldn't be worried. There's no reason to be worried. All right, moving on. Brooklyn Nets blew a huge lead in a bit of a heartbreaking loss there to the Jazz on Tuesday. The Nets led by 15 points to start the third quarter. They were up eight to start the fourth. They were up 112-110 with about two minutes to go, but they coughed up a 9-2 run to close the game. Dropping their record to four and six after 10 games here. Four and six for the Brooklyn Nets. Is it time to panic? I ain't hitting that button. I'm not hitting that button at all. The Nets, to me, are not super different than they were last year. They spent a whole bunch of money to bring in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. One of those guys isn't going to play. You look at their point differential, they're about a minus two, but they lost the game to the Suns by 20. They've only played 10 games. You throw that one out, they're about even, which is where the Nets were last year. They would play a lot of close games. D'Angelo Russell would hit some clutch shots, and that's how they got a lot of wins. That's what it's going to be this year. They're going to play a lot of close games, and if Kyrie Irving's able to go into... Uh, mobile view and get his buckets, then they're going to win their games. If he doesn't, they're not. This is not the year for the Nets to be panicked about anything. It's seeing what you got with the young guys. And, uh, you know, is it, it hasn't been great, but uh, I don't, I'm not super worried about it. Their best player is yet to play. He's not going to play this year, so what are you panicking is, about? Is it a big deal, though? We talked about this in the preseason, I remember. Is it a big deal if the Nets don't make the playoffs this year? Like, is that a, is, are you extremely worried then moving forward even though Kevin Durant is in theory coming back next season I'm not extremely worried I think that would I think that would be worse for Kyrie Irving's reputation than for the Nets as a whole because Durant is coming back their team is going to be better next year I think people if they go from a playoff team in 1819 to not a playoff team in 1920 and the only big change is Russell for Kyrie people are going to blame Kyrie okay oh for sure and uh Kyrie for me I don't have the stat here but the eye test tells me when that ball moves around the offense for Brooklyn is so much better. But when Kyrie does get into his, uh, you know, sort of ISO, almost James Harden mode, he can score. We know he can do that. But it just doesn't feel uh, that the Nets are playing. That's the way they want to play. Yeah. They want to get that ball out there. And last around. night was a good example of Kyrie having a bad fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, he exactly. shot two of 11. He didn't make a basket over the final seven. Minutes. And he took the game-winning shot there, which, you know, you he, he missed. Yeah, yeah, fine. You know, you, you're going to hit some. You're going to miss some of those. But uh, that that's just one of those ones where... I don't know if the stats back it up or not, but it just looks different when that ball is moving around. You're like, okay, yeah, I can see. This is the sort of offense by committee. But then there are times where it's Kyrie. It's just like, I'm just going to go and score here. And uh, and it works sometimes, but not always. And yeah, they they had that game last night. Mm -hmm. Couldn't close it out because the uh, the, uh, Jazz, excuse me, weren't all that great themselves. No. There were a lot of guys. I mean, uh, Mitchell Conley and Joe Ingles couldn't hit a three-pointer. You know, it was sort of. I more, think they hit six. They won the game. By something like six that. Yeah, threes, it was, which yeah, is six very for rare. twenty-six. They yeah. went, um, but it was their defense kind of that held up. But uh, but also partly because the Nets' offense, I did. I just sort of think slowed down to a bit of a grind in the yeah. in the last quarter there. Yeah, it does with Kyrie Irving. That's what happens. Uh, Kenny Atkinson hasn't been able to integrate him perfectly. And they get to the end of the games, and it's the Kyrie show. And sometimes it goes in, and sometimes it goes out, as we've said. But they've had, you know, some, some heartbreaking losses with the Timberwolves, and then the, the Jay Crowder shot with the Grizzlies, and this Jazz one where they were up 15. Yeah. This, it's beautiful basketball. It's Brooklyn Nets basketball up until the last few minutes. And then it's, hey, it were, it's like a 50% shot. It's a 50% chance that Kyrie's hero ball is going to work out, or it's not going to work out. And that's where they are. <coughs> If Kenny Atkinson was integrating him better, I don't think we would be seeing hero ball every single possession the last three minutes. It would be more like the first 45 minutes of games. And I think they would have a better record if they got more out of Joe Harris. Joe Harris went dark in the last few minutes because Kyrie took, you know, he missed his last six shots in that game. They got to integrate guys more. I think one good thing is that Jared Allen is starting at center. They had this little experiment with DeAndre Jordan starting over him. The man who came over as the you know one of the three musketeers in the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving trio, that's a good thing. But uh, they went from Brooklyn Nets basketball, everybody sharing it, everybody being a part of the team, to now it's it's hero ball at the end of games, and that's why they're kind of like a five hundred team. They should be better though. My hand is hovering over the panic button though, and here's Hover why: hand. we're talking about like this Kyrie hero ball trying to integrate him. Where's Joe Harris? The offense is not a problem. The offense is truly not a problem with the with the Nets. They can't stop anybody and I love Jared Allen I I mean I think he is a great great defensive center center but the rest of the the roster leaves a lot to be desired on that end of the floor you know especially when you are missing guys like these are sort of like those little sort of core guys like a Rondé Hollis Jefferson to give you some defense a Dudley to give you some defense and Ed Davis to give you defense those guys all gone they had a huge turnover I get all that but they can't stop anybody they're 26th in the league right now and 
they can be in all these close games as they want. If they just get some stops, they win three of these games we're talking about. Um, you know, let alone trying to hit the shots. They just get stops, they win. They're up. They would win, but they couldn't. And a couple other worries. Karis LeVert, what's going on with his thumb? He had x-rays on Sunday after that game, and I don't think we know yet what's going on with him. Is he going to miss a significant amount of time? He had an MRI exam, I think, before this Jazz game, so maybe we'll find out later today. And then why, why, where was Dinwiddie down the stretch in last night's game? I mean, he kept them in it. or He was the only guy doing st- stuff there for the third quarter for the Nets. He didn't play, I don't think, the final nearly 10 minutes of the game. And, that- and I... I, I uh, like I, I get it. That's when Ky- that's Kyrie's time. But that's, maybe think, when he doesn't have it going, maybe get the guy back in there. That's, that's scoring. That's I think I'm seeing a few Nets people sort of tweeting that like there's, there's a, a bit of an issue I think there with, with Spen- Spencer out there because I think that's a thing he wants it in his hands. But it's like Kyrie's like no, I get it. I, I decide what we're going to do here. So that's that's an issue for Kenny Atkinson yeah. to figure out because Dinwiddie coming off the bench has accepted his role and he's playing it really well. And again, we talk. It doesn't matter who starts, it's who finishes. Yeah. And if his role. If he's able to run the offense somewhat and, and knock down shots, then he needs to get the ball a bit more. But try telling that to Kyrie. Yeah. Kenny Atkinson, by the way, said, we're 4-6, and six, we're below average, there's things to build on, our defense has to improve for us to take another step. But 4-6 and six is 4-6. and six. The league is unrelenting. We are below average. I think our guys understand that. You know, obviously leaning into, like, if we get some stops here and bring it up on that, and bring it up on that end of the floor, we could be, you know, an above-average team. I think he's right there. Um, one thing about that game, you guys saw... The Nets appeared, well, first they, were, they appeared like they were going to pull away, as we talked about, and then Jeff Green and Emmanuel Moutier sort of exploded for the Jazz, uh, getting some, uh, I think they combined for like six straight buckets there to open <laughs> that fourth quarter. The Nets late, though, they won the referee challenge, the coach's challenge, I should say. They had the jump ball. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, went, yeah. Jump ball. Gobert lost to DeAndre or to Jordan, and that gave the, you know, the Nets a chance with the Kyrie Irving shot there. I was thinking, though, how important are these you know, these, the referees throw with these jump balls. We need to get some sort of system, I think, where we, got, we have the technology. We Hear got me the tech. Out. There should be like a hole in the middle of the floor, all right? So when we have a jump ball situation, <laughs> like good start. you put that ball in it, you like press it down, like dum, dum, sure. right? You back up, the guys get ready to jump, they got to stand there, whatever, and the ball, you press a button, that ball perfectly one like 90 degrees <laughs> from the floor you know what i'm talking about like straight up straight, straight up. as an arrow so there's no you know you know um, human error with mm. the ref throwing the ball to one side or the other why can't we do that that'd well, be awesome yeah but but guys are always they don't wait for the ball to sort of hit the peak before they tap it you'd have to mm-hmm. no my my point is that thing would go up like 20 feet in the air mm. well and then that, it would be the fun <laughs> it'd be fun it coming down well in that case why not have a drone come out sure sure hover, well we saw what happened it. with a drone before Aaron Gordon took like because i'm just minutes. a little worried if you've got a great big hole in the ground no but it covered it like uh, you oh, just press a button it pops oh, up okay, yeah yeah okay, yeah right okay like okay. Uh, you know you go see uh, madonna i'm sure pops up from the stage <laughs> yeah, at times something like that yeah okay okay yeah i think there's something there there's something there because it, that's uh, it's not, pretty hilarious watching most jump balls that they it is you know no one seems to be able to get them right but it's like one thing who cares really about the jump ball at the start of the game okay then you didn't throw a perfect who really cares we're getting 100 possessions to figure it out but we're getting a lot of these like with these coaches challenge okay it's overturned well it's a jump ball i mean it's a damn important jump ball is what i'm saying that's right you're gonna start seeing highlight mixes on youtube <laughs> clutch jump ball <laughs> i want to see zach harper do a power rankings on the athletic for best jump ball tossers amongst referees <laughs> maybe another solution they could do is uh like we saw that video from tiktok where those four kids were standing and looking straight down just throwing the ball up in the air seeing who it hits in the head do that put two guys have them toss it up whoever smacks it in the head that's who gets the okay, ball okay. but you play after they get smacked in the Let, head let's uh, keep brainstorming this jump ball <laughs> yeah, new idea. jump ball ideas yeah, hit us can, up we can make it better um, good quality win there from the Jazz though uh, you know back to back looking pretty sluggish but uh, you know pulled it out down the stretch really relied on their defense and Rudy Gobert was huge 18-15 two blocks two steals good game from him alright final one here guys thanks to a brutal third quarter the Blazers couldn't recover from a double digit deficit in the fourth they lost 107-99 to the foxless Sacramento Kings on Tuesday. Blazers' fifth loss in six games dropped their record to 4-7 and seven in the Western Conference. Is it time to panic when it comes to the Portland Trail Blazers? Absolutely. Panic, <laughs> panic, oh, panic. Oh, you just smashed it. Four out of, they're 4-7, and seven, and Damian Lillard cannot play any better. <laughs> I, he can't. Mm-hmm. He literally can't play better than this. He's got... Basically career highs across the board. He's basically 50-40-90, second in the wow. NBA scoring, 
32.5 points, leading the league in minutes played as well. How, how, how can he do any more? Right. It's really up to C.J. McCollum to step up because I've got no faith, and, and I'm sure Blazers fans are the same, in their 3-4-5 situation with guys producing in their front court. And Especially that, that without, without Rodney Hood, too, who's missing some games here. I know that. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that, but they're actually they're missing a wing player like Rodney Hood. Yeah, and they're missing Yusuf Nurkic oh, big time, sure. but that's not happening. He's not coming back for several months, so I'm sure the Blazers front office is looking to make a deal yes. some way, somehow. Come on, yeah. let's go. What's the deal? Who's the forward coming in? Yeah, they need a forward. They're yeah. desperate because they're relying on Mario Hazonia a lot. They're relying on Anthony Tolliver <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they and Whiteside is honestly a massive player for them. When he is 100% engaged and trying, they look decent. And it's Hassan Whiteside, though. Yeah, uh, he had three not, fouls exactly, in six minutes last night. Exactly night. right. Sometimes he's going to give you 10 boards and eight points in six minutes, and sometimes it's going to be three fouls. Uh, you just never know what you get, but he is maybe the third most important player on the Blazers, and that's a tough spot to be. So I don't know exactly what the trade is, but I would not hesitate to put Anthony Simons in it. He doesn't have a huge deal, but if a team is asking for him, I feel free to come off him. I know he's been a great player. He seems like a guy that you could build around, but you got two great guards. You need something else. So you, so you're maybe for, so what for? A I mean, love, who knows? Like a love yeah, type sure. of player. Maybe yeah, sure. Not, maybe not a Gallinari. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I'm saying. I don't care. For I mean, honestly, wow. I would, I would do it for Gallinari to too. If you're trying to make it to the playoffs then you got to have better players. I mean, Simons is good, but he's still coming off the bench, and he's still, at yeah, best, no, your I, third guard. Yeah, I don't think I'd go trading him, though, for, for a, a, what could be a five-month rental. you got to give something up to get something back. Oh, I hear you. It's not just going to be, what team is saying, man, Hassan Whiteside will take him for four months, and that's it. This is their window for Lillard as well. I mean, this is where they need to be competing yeah. for a championship. The thing about the, the Blazers, for me, apart from their second game of the season at Sacramento, they haven't had an easy win either. They haven't blown anybody out. They, they beat the, the Hawks in uh, overtime on their last win on Sunday. Other than that, they beat the Thunder just, and they also beat the Mavericks in Dallas only closely. Yeah. So every game seems to be coming down to the wire. So, again, Lillard putting up great numbers but carrying so much of a workload – if he's getting somewhat fatigued late in the games, I wouldn't be surprised because he's doing everything for that team. So, so you're right there with Tass? Uh, uh, yeah, and, button, and, eh? and not only that, six of their next seven are on the road. Starting tonight, they're at home uh, against the Raptors, and then they go for six straight on the road. A couple of winnable games in there. They play the Bulls and the Cavs. But uh, again, when you're a team struggling like mm. this, there are no easy victories. So this, uh, this really could almost sort of shape their season here, how they go on this run, on this, uh, on this road trip. If you want to be a glass half full person, uh, they have a pretty road heavy sked, sked already to this point, And then you add in that six game sked. So it's like five, five of their first 19 games are at home. So uh, that's, uh, you know, that's that's tough, I guess. But that's tough. And they have been slow starters mm-hmm. over the past couple of seasons. And yeah. this season, they're finally dealing with turnover in the starting lineup. They got three new starters. They got a bunch of new bench guys. They've got youth. Things need to be figured out, but it's tough to do when you're playing the toughest part of your schedule right away. Maybe they'll pick it up in the second half of the season. Maybe when Nurkic comes back, he's surprisingly good for coming off an injury. I would be a little nervous about that, but they need something. They need something else besides what they got. Let's hear from you guys. Tweet at us, at Inc. in regards to those four teams, the Knicks, and who's the second team? I already forgot. The Rockets. Thank you. The Nets. And the Blazers, are you pressing the panic button when it comes to those four teams? All right, we got some news to get to. Let's take a quick break. Talk shoes. Ever wonder how to get the hottest new sneakers? (laughs) The ones that barely hit those shelves. Well, the answer is StockX, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Didn't see handbags coming. It just came out (laughs) of nowhere. Yeah, those are big, though. Um, Yeah, Trey's a handbag, man. I mean, it's not a handbag. It's no, a satchel. Tactical satchel, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, maybe not everybody's hip to the terms. Uh, millions are already using StockX to find everything after it sells out, from the latest Yeezys to every retro Jordan to the hottest new streetwear from brands like Supreme. Also a Trey favorite. That's my tactical satchel is from wow. Supreme. Tess, you're speaking right to me. Bape, Palace, and Kith. What? I find this next part important when I buy stuff, though. StockX ensures authenticity. Every item bought or sold on StockX is carefully inspected by hand to ensure it's 100% legit. Their experts go above and beyond to make sure you never get burned by fakes. StockX has removed all the risk from buying and selling online. Now you can get the hottest 
hardest to find kicks without having to deal with a random buyer or seller. Again, yeah, user MTJOLL. No, I'm not buying that from you. I'm going to StockX. Want in on all the hype? Check out StockX.com slash bball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. That's StockX.com slash bball. Check it out today. Have you, uh, you're a big, um, what are the Vince Carter shoes that you love? Um, the Shocks? B-Ball? I mean, the and one or tai, the tai Chi. I'm sorry, I'm thinking uh, of those. Yeah, yeah the yeah. Tai Chi's, yeah. Have you have you um, checked out if they're on StockX? Can you get your hands on some more? I've got a lot. Oh, you already got them. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're one of the trusted I've got sellers. Oh, pairs. yeah. You interested <laughs> in selling those? You interested in selling those? Yeah, I bet I could sell them for, uh, I think, a, a higher turnaround, a higher... Higher number than I bought them for, I think. Especially those black and blue ones. You include that uh, video you slipping your shoes in when you're dancing with Glenn Big Baby Davis. Mm. Collector's item right there. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Send you a DVD. (laughs) Right. So they can authenticate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, we got some news here. Uh, According to multiple reports, LA Clippers forward Paul George plans to make his season and franchise debut this week, likely on Thursday against the Pelicans. PG underwent two shoulder surgeries during the summer. But he had his first full practice with the Clippers and his teammates on Saturday and had no limitations during that workout. So he's getting real close here. Could be Thursday. Going to be watching this one anyway, I'm sure. Think this is gonna be, you think this is going to be a natural fit with PG just plugging it right in there? Or could this take some time to uh, add him to the mix? Uh, I think it's going to take a few games. Yeah. Uh, he's playing with a whole new bunch of guys. It's not like he's returning to a team that he's played with uh, before. So it's going to take time. They're also playing fairly well right now, the Clippers. Uh, they've already integrated one superstar. Now they have to make an adjustment for a second one. So it's going to be also on guys who see a, a little bit of a cut in minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a Montrez Harrell, someone like that. I'm not sure. But, you know, guys like him, uh, Landry Shamit as well. Uh, oh, he's s- injured. So yeah, he's injured, good yeah. timing for them. Um, so, yeah, these things always take a little bit of time. And whether or not he goes straight into the starting lineup or comes off the bench, that's going to be on Doc Rivers. But uh, I think Clippers fans have got to be pretty excited that you're getting a, an all-star player back who, who's been a great, great player. He's a great two-way player. Um, but it's, it's going to be an adjustment for sure. Sure. Uh, you know what was interesting? NBA.com I saw in their write-up said, Kawhi is not on the injury report for tonight's game versus the Rockets. So they have a back-to-back here. Hmm. Clippers have a back-to-back. Tonight versus the Rockets, Thursday night versus the Pelicans. Paul George probably coming back on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard has been sitting out the first game of back-to-backs generally, but he's not on the report for tonight. Well, that's what so they're going to. That's what they're going to do know, going so forward. It makes sense. He's gonna, Kawhi plays tonight. That's what you think, eh? Paul George plays tomorrow. Yes. So no Kawhi on Thursday night. No. Fascinating. Maybe that's the secret to load management. Is if you have two superstars. Just switch them in and out. Right, exactly. Especially if they play basically yeah. the same position, right? Yeah. It's like you can do basically the same things. It's unfair for them to be getting Paul George. They have looked at times like the best team in the league through yeah. the first month of the season, and that's playing without their second best player. Pat Patterson has actually been pretty decent. Thanks for your service, Pat Patterson. We'll see you again sometime soon. Somebody will pick you up at the trade deadline, I'm sure. Yeah. It was crazy seeing Pat Patterson hit threes again. I don't <laughs> yeah, think he ever right. hit a three for the Raptors, did he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, two in a, two in a minute or something the other yeah, night. Yeah. That was about it. But. So, and maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Doc will just get really creative. He'll never play Paul George and Kawhi Leonard in the same games all season long. <laughs> the super the playoffs, secret weapon. Just unleash it. Yeah, wow. I'm interested to see them play in fourth quarters together yeah. because they also play with Lou Williams, who shoots a lot yeah, in fourth quarters. Yeah. So that's my, my question is Kawhi Leonard last checked leading the league in fourth quarter points because yep. he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lou Williams, that guy's going to shoot in the fourth quarter. Paul George came here to get some shots, I think, you know, and to be a superstar. So it's it, that, that part's intriguing to me. Landry Shamit's going to be out there. He's going to hit some shots. And if they don't play together a lot of the time, I, I guess it, that'll just be, what, 11 times this season because they have 11 more back-to-backs. They'll play some together in the fourth quarter. But that's, that's what I'm watching. They're going to destroy, though. Because they are awesome. We're gonna see. Uh, I think we're gonna see that Clippers defensive rating. I think they're 11th in the league right now. Jump up significantly here when you add Paul Paul George to the mix too. If he's uh, once he gets it actually back into sort of game shape, uh, hurts Zach Harper on on the ding saying uh, Paul George looking a little bigger <laughs> than normal. He couldn't. He wasn't 100 percent sure of that, but he's seen him around the. Uh, the arena, sure, he's yeah, a little yeah, bigger, yeah. which makes sense. If a guy had two shoulder surgeries, I'm sure he's not doing a ton of work. Yeah, definitely not getting those upper body bench presses. No. In. So maybe the pecs are deteriorating. The then he would be smaller. Is widening. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just a redistribution of weight. Oh, okay. He's also, I assume, I don't know if you can fish after you have shoulder Ooh, surgery. Yeah, there does seem to be a lot of no, a lot tough. of upper motion, but maybe he's got a bait cast and really slinging its sidearm. 
chunking up on the boat. I don't know what it is. He's going to, I imagine he'll get skinny again. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. All right, next piece of news. Anthony Davis, he's going to be reevaluated today for an undisclosed rib injury in advance of tonight's game with the Warriors. AD took a shot to the ribs in the first quarter uh, last night versus the Suns. Went to the locker room, got it wrapped, quickly returned, shot 9-17 uh, in a great game, in a great road win against the Suns. Phoenix putting up one hell of a fight. That was a fun one. Lakers pulled away late. Uh, AD had x-rays taken on the injury after the game, and those came back ne- negative, so that's a good sign. Um, probably not a worry. I, maybe he doesn't play tonight in, in a back-to-back situation. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because he's also got a bit of a shoulder injury yeah, too that, yeah. he's, that he's dealing with. Classic that, AD. That, yeah, <laughs> it happened on a dunk, and he's kind of been playing through it. I, I admire the fact that I think he, he's trying to say, listen, I'm not injury-prone. I can, I can yeah. withhold a few injuries here. But... You're right. On a back-to-back situation, they've got a, a great win. They've only lost twice this season. Playing the Warriors. Exactly. There's there's an opportunity there for him to uh, get a little bit of extra rest here. But that, you, you know, just not to skip over this game. That was a fun game oh, last yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, like a home game though for the Lakers. Yeah, there's a lot of Lakers yeah. fans yeah, in the out, desert. Out sure. In the desert. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think the the Lakers <laughs> will be closely monitoring this because they they certainly don't want Davis to miss any extended time. And Kuzma, his best game of the season so far, um, 23 points, hit some clutch threes there in the close game. This was this was an awesome game. It is fun having the Suns being an actual competent team again. It helps with some of those late games, later schedule. Uh, definitely, right? they're playing hard and they play fast. What else can you ask for when you're watching a late game? Yep. Final piece of news, guys. The new Mavericks City Edition threads have reportedly been leaked. According to Luca Don Kicks, the jerseys <laughs> are paying homage to Deep Elam? Elam? I'm not sure how you say that, which is a part of Dallas known for its vibrant street murals and quirky art galleries. Huh. That's what this look, I guess, is based off. Uh, again, excuse me. I don't know if it's Deep Elam or Elam. Um, never been to that part of Dallas either. Only time I was in Dallas, we went to a boat show. <laughs> and the All-Star Weekend. We did do that, too, but we went to a boat show. It was snowing when we were in Dallas that one time. That was crazy, man. On uh, a boat? N- no, we were inside. Oh, okay. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you guys have seen it. You know, I put the, the link in, uh, in our doc there. What's one word to describe these very interesting, if they're true, Mavs City Edition jerseys? Extreme. Oh, okay. <laughs> These make me want to do the do. This looks like Mountain Dew marketing between the color and the graffiti font that they're using on the front. It doesn't necessarily look to me like an NBA jersey, but sometimes you got to take a chance and, you know, pop open a bottle of pop and guzzle it, get that caffeine kicking through your sis. Extreme, Trey goes with. What about you guys? It's Toon Squad for me. Okay. It, it looks exactly like the script on the Brooklyn jerseys. It's... That cartoon sort of feel. Their new jerseys have a BKYN. There's an MAVS on these. I think they're slow playing that those two teams are going to have a player in Space Jam 2, which comes out in 2021. <laughs> Kyrie Irving's going to be in it. Luca, Chris Stapp's not sure which one. One of those guys is going to be in it. Now I'm looking at the page on, uh, on Wikipedia here. Porzingis would say- be the perfect like second Sean Bradley. Yeah. Just yeah. height-wise. Also a Mav. Get him in there. Yeah. Uh, we got LeBron, Don Cheadle, uh, Steve <laughs> look, Harvey. Look at Don Cheadle. Wow. Uh, and uh, those are the three actors, and then there's a bunch of – I mean, the, those are the three people playing themselves, I should say. And then there's actors playing oh. Savannah James, LeBron's wife, LeBron Bronny James, and John Bowser Bauman. Oh, wow. uh, so <laughs> voice cast is Eric Rouse as Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. Wow. See? Toon Squad. Yeah. All right. He goes Toon Squad. What do you, what do you think, Lee? What's your uh, one word? Ugly-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Need to see them on a player first. But I'm trying to imagine a player running around. I'm trying to imagine the shorts. And they don't look great. I don't think these will be fondly remembered in I, years I, to come. I, but I think right now every team is just like, yeah, who cares? Let's just try something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even if we only and there wear should, it once uh, There were leaks, too, of a court, right? Like a... A pretty eclectic, vibrant, yeah, um, yep, sort yeah. of fitting the style of these uh, league jerseys, too. So maybe that helps the overall appearance. Well, I mean, it could because, it, like, for example, last night we had the Blazers and the Kings, and, and the Kings had their throwbacks or their, their, their jerseys. I thought they looked beautiful last night uh, with the court. So, oh, those are awesome. So let's but say, those are based off of an actual I know, but I'm just saying throwback. maybe if the Mavs have the whole uh, yeah, package yeah. together, maybe it looks maybe. a little prettier than it does in this photo. <laughs> We will see. At least they have green on them. People want the Mavericks to go back to green, 80s, 90s style. So maybe this is a step in the right direction, but feel free to drop that ish, Lee. (laughs) Little beach tease here for you guys. As I said, we're stepping on the beach later today. We'll have that podcast up, our mailbag-only episode. But I wanted to uh, get us in the mood here. been doing this generally on Wednesdays. Guys, this one from Mitch in Melbourne. Mm. 
Think he's watched Crocodile Dundee? Ah, uh, he must have. Definitely. What's up, No Dunks gentlemen? So I'm a huge Philly fan and have been for 20-odd years. Last season, I told some mates that the Sixers should try and trade Ben Simmons for Trey Young before Ice Trey gets too massive. Well, I believe that ship has sailed. Do you believe the Sixers should be so protective of an overrated point guard who can shoot but won't and can't shoot free throws? This guy's Australian. Yeah, saying man. This. Wow. From Melbourne, too. Yeah. And who do you think would be a good fit in his spot? Maybe a training camp with Lightning Lee Ellis? Could do him some good? Lightning <laughs> Lee Ellis. Never heard you called Lightning Lee Ellis. Anyway, thanks so much for my daily dose of hilarity wrapped in NBA talk. Hashtag free JD. Again, that's from uh, Mitch in Melbourne. Mm. Thanks, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there. Good to know. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Simmons. It, it, is Mitch got a, is he overrated? Should they move him? Is he crazy? It's, it's, it's interesting on the surface like that because I'm someone who's talked about, I would think Simmons and Embiid, there is a little bit of congestion there. And Trey, he plays from basically the <laughs> half the court. the exact opposite. Exactly. Yeah, sure. If you saw that game in Denver last night, he was shooting them from all over the place. So it wouldn't be bad. You'd lose obviously something defensively. And it really depends on how high you think the Simmons ceiling is. Because he's been a very good player through his now third season, but he hasn't really improved. Will he improve? Will he get that jump shot? Will he become a will guy he who... Take, will he take one? Let's yeah, start with I mean, that. Because, Let's start with because, that. Because, I mean, at, you know, it's no... It, he, uh, in the preseason, someone said, you know, why you can't shoot. He goes, yeah, well, everyone's got a weakness and I can do other things and I'm an all-star. And, and he's, he's all, all that wrong. stuff is true. But at some point, you figure that he's going to have to at least step into shots. Tristan Thompson was draining threes last yeah. night. Oh, my God, that... Oh, it was the ugliest looking three pointer I've ever seen. But Aaron Baines is a good example for a guy who doesn't shoot a pretty shot. But if you give him that three, he's going to take it and knock it down. There's no way Simmons couldn't and shouldn't be able yeah. to at least do that. Um, so I but, think. But hold on, the Hawks are not trading. Trey no, Young no, well, no, of course not. Right now, like I mean, he's Trey's, right. Mitch is right. That that ship has sailed. Trey, Trey's been incredible, absolutely incredible. And um, but again, it's uh, who do you think has the bigger ceiling right now? Who would you say has a bigger ceiling? It's. Um, it's good questions. It just depends on what you value, I guess. I don't think Trey Young is the right kind of point guard for Joel Embiid, though, either. They, he's a point, uh, pick-and-roll point guard, and Joel Embiid never runs pick-and-roll. They rarely, rarely run it. You would think that they would do so. Even having Ben Simmons, probably they don't want to do, deal with the switches, all this kind of stuff. But the kind of point guard that Joel Embiid really needs is like a Mike Conley type who can get him the ball on the post where he likes it, can score if the shot clock is running down, can hit threes if he needs to. Honestly, more of a 90s-style point guard yeah. than a 2000s-style point guard because Joel Embiid is sort of a 90s-style player. He's going to post up. He's leading the league in post-up frequency. He's great down there. And if, you know, part of the reason that he's shooting so many threes, Embiid is, is because they need people to take threes. If he's able to just stay down there and post up all the time, he's even better, I think. Can't wait for this postseason to see what Ben Simmons has because uh, if you look at it from one perspective, hey, they could have gone to an NBA Finals last year if Kawhi's shot bounces a fifth time and goes off the rim. But why they were there and why they're in a seventh game was because of Jimmy Butler, really. And now Mm, Ben Simmons wants that. I think he wants that pressure upon himself. He wants to be a point guard again. In that series, he was just an off-ball Chris Anderson just hanging out a lot of the time. But they're not far. Uh, And so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a 23-year-old in his third year now to see what he's got. And he's basically a foot taller than Trey Young. Uh, it's not a bad risk to take, and I understand Mr. Ozzy's uh, worries here, Mitch from Melbourne. Uh, but um, I'm looking forward to that that arrogance, that cockiness, that confidence that Ben Simmons has is a good thing in about in the basketball world. I don't, I, I believe in him, uh, and I guess Mitch doesn't. Yeah, but uh, usually, like the cockiest guys in the NBA, the superstars that are cocky for a reason, um, they shoot. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can, I don't know. Well, Jason, 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 they shoot. Yeah, somewhat. He d- I mean, he does. I love him. He does everything else incredibly well, especially for being a, still a young guy. He just does not shoot. He just refuses to. And 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 the flip Which is side weird. of that is Trey Young last night was talking trash to the Nuggets bench. He's had a tweet out this morning telling everyone where's the, uh, yeah, where's the apologies yeah, and yeah. all that. So that's right. When you start knocking down shots, that's when you can talk talk the trash. Well, no, he went to the All-Star game, man. Like, he's a good player. I know That's the thing is I don't think that they're being too protective and wanting to keep him. He's incredibly talented. Yes, I agree. I agree. But, but because Trey Young had 40 points in a game, now they're supposed to trade him because Ben Simmons won't blast tweets? That's I'm, crazy to me. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Trey. I wouldn't trade Trey. I'm just saying that Ben, in, 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 in his years, in his three years, he hasn't shown any improvement at all. 
uh, whatsoever in the shot. Whatsoever. And you like shooting, man. You love shooting. <laughs> why, hey, why are we calling you Lightning Leo? I have What's no re- idea. That reference? Never, is that never, an <laughs> AFL reference no, that I don't know about? No, Crocodile Dundee no, reference no, I don't no, know no, about? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right. I'm not calling you. No, please don't. No, I've never heard that before. So, you know. <laughs> okay. Let's get, please don't. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. We have talked a lot about the New York Knicks this week. I believe they've been on every show so far. Somehow, they still haven't fired David Fisdale, but apparently there is something in the works because Tracy Morgan, yeah, that Tracy Morgan, the comedian, tweeted last night, I don't usually get into sports rumors on Twitter.com, but I am hearing some things about Mark Jackson and the New York Knicks, and let me tell you something, let's make it happen. You guys want to see Mark (laughs) Jackson coaching the Knicks? Seems like the perfect coach for the Knicks, if you ask me. He's got the tie back to the team. He likes playing 90s-style basketball. He told us Steph Curry and and, uh, Clay Thompson were the best shooting backcourt in NBA history and then proceeded to post up Harrison Barnes and Jermaine O'Neal time (laughs) after time after time. This is exactly the kind of coach that Knicks fans want. Oh, my goodness. You really can sort of picture it. It's you, perfect. You really, it's really, perfect. truly can. I can see it. I, I just can see the press conference. I can hear him in my head talking to the young guys on the oh, Knicks. Oh, man, yeah. And believing and just trying to get them to rally around something. You're shaking your head, yeah. Lightning Leo. So uh, well, he, he basically <laughs> told Jerry West, the logo, to leave practices when he was in Golden State. He didn't want Jerry West in there. He felt intimidated or insecure about Jerry West being around there. So... What does that say about... The funny thing is, the players did support Mark Jackson at Golden State. Yeah. No one else in the organization did. Everyone else hated (laughs) him. Right. Everyone. And they fired him. They took a chance on a guy who'd never even coached before in the league. And it turned out pretty well. So, uh, Mark Jackson, there's been plenty of openings since he left Golden State. And he hasn't really been close to any. And I think that's there's there's a reason there. Because so. he was biding his time for the Knicks. Yeah. He wants a Nick, always a Nick. Honestly, rookie would, of the year with the Knicks. Yeah, right? it would be hilarious uh, to see him in New York, though. It would yeah, be, it would be it absolutely would be. hilarious. I, so. I do agree with that. I go to Tracy Morgan for my basketball news <laughs> for sure. Twitter.com, Tracy Morgan. Uh, maybe it's uh, Mark Jackson who played with uh, five other te- the five teams in the early 2000s, and maybe not that Mark Jackson. Yeah, he dropped Mark with a C. Yeah. Which is a oh wow, former former big man. <laughs> Good catch. Yeah, six ten, two seventy, big man. Who's now forty four years old? Did he get a get a little run in there with the Knicks? No, a little nets. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to bring some of that Brooklyn love. Tracy Morgan, our uh, NBA insider, winning tweet of the night. All right, let's get to our pick'em results presented by Cash App. Yeah, Wednesday's pick'em game is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends, like paying up when you lose a bet that someone other than James Harden would lead the league in scoring. Are you crazy? But guys, Cash App does way more than that. Cash App also comes with the Cash Card, a free debit card that comes with boosts which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get discounts off your entire purchase at places like DoorDash, Whole Foods, Target, and way more. Give me the boost! Give me the boosts! We're also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive instantly 10 bones, but Cash App will also donate 10 smackaroos to the ACLU, an amazing organization founded in 1920 that's dedicated to defending and preserving the rights and liberties guaranteed to every person in the United States. So don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, N-O-D-U-N-K-S, when you download Cash App from the App Store or Play Store today. Last night, we picked between Lee's New York Knicks and my Chicago Bulls. The line was five and a half, and the Bulls covered, thanks to Kobe White, almost covered the 25-point line that I set for myself. (laughs) My mans was on fire. Steve-O was texting me. We were going crazy. Skeets, you took the loss. You're the only one that took the Knicks. So now we're all four I know. and four. It's tied up. We are all tied Who's up Who's pressing here. the panic button then? Halfway <laughs> through November. All right, so there's a good chunk of games on uh, this Wednesday night. Tass, which one are we going with? An interesting one here. The Raps visiting the Blazers. The Raps continuing their long road trip. Uh, Portland on a back-to-back. 
but they're the favorite at home. A three and a half point line. So that's a small line. Small but, line. Um, Raps have been playing tough on this road trip. They have been very Raptor-like. That's true. I hate to do this. Blazers are winning this one and covering. I, I, we were talking about it in the office earlier in the week. I, just looking at that schedule, I'm just worried about the Raps uh, losing some steam here, as great as they've been um, on the road, like you said, Tass. But uh, I think it ends tonight, and the Blazers could desperately use a win. Um, Blazers, three and a half. They're, they're going to cover that easy in my mind. I'll play the homer card then. Give me Ooh. the Raptors. Oh, my goodness. Tass, Trey? This is a tough one. <laughs> I'm going to go homer, too. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe you. Yeah, you're not far off with that schedule, Lost Skeets, but... Uh, second half of back-to-back, Lillard's yeah, legs will true. be a that's little, true. little non-light. Couldn't find a, <laughs> a, word, a word for heavy that started with L. Um, Life? Luggish? Large. Oh, the other. Okay, you got wraps? Um, yeah, can't think of one. I got wraps. I don't know. I, uh, I was leaning towards the Raptors, but you're right. They kind of ran out of gas against the Clippers uh, in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go with the Portland Trail all right. Blazers. We're split on this I one. I don't know. I was just smashing that panic button, but now I'm back. <laughs> all right. We're all four and four. So Trey and I have Portland winning by four points or more. We got Tass and Lee going with the Raptors. All right. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Remember to keep an eye and an ear out for a brand new Beach Steppin' podcast a little later today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Don't forget to rate and review the No Dunks podcast on Apple. Five stars, five stars, five stars only. Thank you so much to everybody that has already left that five-star rating or left a review. We love you. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, Lightning Lee Ellis is never luggish. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay. Happy every minute.